Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. We are back and I am Kelso. I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. Yeah, and it's been some time because we have had things going on. That's okay. Yeah. I don't know. I almost feel like we should stop mentioning it whenever we're late, because <laughs> otherwise every single podcast in our recording archive is going to start with, sorry, we're late again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, I never know how else to start these things yeah, besides fair. just saying the thing. It's fair fine. Enough. It's fine. Um, it's fine. We could start with like, I don't know, a, a daily horoscope or something. Um, oh, let's see. Horoscope. Oh, trying God. to get as much many people as possible to just ignore every horoscope ever and All right, never gang. mention it. What's what's your what's your zodiac signs, y'all? Uh, Scorpio. Oh, we're both Scorpios. All right. Uh, okay. Scorpios is there's a tremendous discipline in your way of thinking, which is helping you advance towards your goals. Don't expect that you'll solve every problem right away. Keep in mind that you will be able to sort through issues more efficiently. Once you have things sufficiently fleshed out, it will be easier to put the pieces back together. Stay detached instead of getting emotionally involved. That's okay. all just a bunch of words. Carl, yeah. you're up. What's your, what's your zodiac sign? Words. What's your I'm zodiac cancer. sign? Cancer? Alright. Your mastery of your mind and ability to stay disciplined about your goals is impressive. Others recognize and appreciate your efforts much more than usual. You may be called upon to assist in some other project or someone else's emotional drama because you have the stability required to remedy the situation. Don't downplay your talent in this area. Everybody's is about, like, discipline. <laughs> well, that's I am... a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling particularly disciplined. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Um, I, I have been, like, I, I may need some discipline in the near future because uh, I was, I recently had some COVID exposure. So we're, like, waiting to see if we get uh. symptoms or not. And it's, if I, like, if I do, it's, there's, like, some stuff that I want to do this week that's going to take some real hardship to, to, to say no to if I can't go. Um, Damn. My, one of my best friends is releasing a game this week and is having a launch party. And if I can't go to the launch party, I'm going to be very sad. Oh, that's going to suck. Yeah. Dude. Well, I hope you don't have COVID. Yeah, Fingers same. crossed for you. Um, same. I yeah. had dinner with a friend on... Friday evening and then Saturday morning he's like so I have like uh, sinus infection symptoms and like I'm taking a COVID test now and then like 20 minutes later like uh so here's my positive COVID test <laughs> it's like gosh dang it yeah I mean fingers crossed like when I when I ended up getting COVID if like back in March um, we just happened to have some friends over that night, mm -hmm. and I got sick, and Ev got sick, of course, because, like, we sleep in the same bed, but neither mm -hmm. of our friends got sick, so hopefully, like, I don't know if, I don't know if, like, the transmission radius is just not quite so bad anymore, that it's getting a little more endemic, but, yeah, yeah hopefully, hopefully you don't, hopefully, yeah, fingers yeah, crossed. There's some, there's some new summer variants out, so it's, uh, you know... <laughs> As as these things go, the the 
it waxes and wanes. Um, yep. I didn't get it, luckily, uh, at, we're pretty sure, at the wedding I went to <laughs> this past weekend. Yeah. Um, which was, uh, I guess, not, not like yesterday, but the Saturday before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, it was really cool. I'm glad I got to go. Um, they, for the ceremony, they rented out uh the mopop the museum of pop culture Ooh, that's cool yeah and so like after the ceremony like during the sort of general reception and dance time they just like open the museum to people so you basically get like a private museum for the evening and they had a they had an exhibit on leica the stop motion animation studio yeah that was super rad and we just got to like basically walk through it by ourselves and like spend as much time we want with the like interactive parts and it was really cool that's that's like a big museum too that's not like a little guy that's really cool yeah yeah super rad that's a good wedding also uh, uh, wedding location their ring bearer was r2d2 oh apparently a thing you can do in seattle how does that work is it just a little like rc guy yeah, it's some 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 one. It's he's like life size. It's uh like oh, fu- the full like. I don't know if it's the actual prop from the movies, but it's like the you know, full yeah. sounds and lights and everything. It might as well be the actual prop from the movies. Oh, uh, and uh, yeah, there's someone there's someone kind of off to the side that nobody notices who has the controls. Uh, Dressed but yeah. in all black like a kabuki stagehand. Sure. Yeah. Um and. Uh, I think I think he said it was like they they got him for like the the price was like you had to do a donation of a certain size to St. Jude's or something like that. Cool. Um and yeah, so that, that was it was a neat wedding overall. It was very in character for the people involved. Just kind of like cool and a little offbeat and yeah. Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, so that's uh that was so that was last weekend, and then this weekend I finally, finally finished playing Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, nice! I took a break from it, and I haven't gone back, but I should soon. Yeah, the ending is very good. the The uh, particularly last the last phase of the final boss fight is extra rad. I won't spoil it for you, but it's it's a cool sequence. Nice. Yeah, I have enjoyed. Um... I've enjoyed the boss fights in this game. They've been yeah. good. Yeah, it took me, uh, uh, you know, I, I basically finished it weeks ago, but I was just dicking around doing side quests and like, oh, yeah. grinding, up, grinding up the materials for the armors that I wanted to wear and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, as, as you do. I ended up maxing out the Fierce Deity armor uh, and taking that into the final boss fight, and that gives you like a... I don't know, fifty percent damage damage push or something like that. It's uh, it's increased uh, damage, and you get like one additional like sword increase for each piece of the armor you're wearing. So it's like having permanent three food, uh, three sword food, eaten eaten at all times. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, that's that's good. I was sort of working on upgrading that one, but I remember like just running into. Like, well, oh, you, there's so much more materials I yeah, freaking I was gonna need. Say, the problem is you have to farm the dragons for that yeah. armor, which is annoying. And then it also requires guts from certain boss monsters. And the final stage includes uh, guts from Lynels. 
And, you yeah. know, so you have to be, you have to farm some Lynels. Luckily in the underground, there is a, um, there's one of their, those like arena things that is a Lynel based arena. So I got three out of the four guts I needed from just, just doing the, the Lynel. Oh, arena. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I think when I, I think when I took a break, I was, I was actively dragon farming. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's tough now because it's not, in the first game, they were always, like, in the same spot at the same time of day. So you could just kind of, like, you know, sit by a campfire until you hit a certain time and then go and farm it and then repeat. But now they're just on a, a cycle that just is kind of, it's not random, but it's, you know, it's not based on particular times at all. So yeah. you kind of just got to get lucky. Yeah, I, I was, I looked it up. And they they each have like a circuit that they do, but yep. it, yeah, it's it's not based on the time of day, so you have to just like know where they're gonna be and hang out there until they show up. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I anyway. pretty much solved this by uh, whenever I saw a dragon at any time during my playthrough, I would just abandon whatever I was doing and go chase it. Yeah. I um I, I I like pulled up the map. I had I just had it on my phone, and if I needed like a specific piece, I would start somewhere on the route and just go in the opposite direction until I mm. until I met it. Yeah, fair. They also go underground, which is tough. Yeah, yeah. I avoided I avoided the underground bits, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, although it it uh, as as I saw someone else doing now that I'm like done with it and I can I feel free to like watch people's let's plays. Um, when you're flying right next to the dragons, they give a little bit of an updraft. Mm -hmm. um, so you can actually use them to very conveniently explore and traverse the underground if you run into them in the underground. Because if you just hang out nearby, you have pretty much infinite glide. So you can just like hang out near them and glide across the underground as far as you need. That's actually I had not considered I had not considered that. That's that's actually a good strat. That's yeah. a good strat for sure. I was like, oh man, if I had known about that before I completely finished exploring the underground, I would have used it. Yeah. Oh, if only I was just a little bit smarter. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm feeling that way watching a lot of the, like, other people playing it. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's, I could have thought of that, but did not. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, watching, watching people who are really into building is, like, a whole, <laughs> whole other thing. Um, just that I don't care about. I'll build a rudimentary vehicle if I need to, but uh, that's about it. Yeah, same. Um, like I learned from watching someone that, uh, if you need a little bit of vertical height, you can bomb jump by just attaching a bomb to your shield and then like jumping on it. Like you're going to do a shield surf and it just blows you up into the air. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Which is much cheaper than like doing the whole rocket shield thing where you have to use up a rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh. You don't get quite as much height, but it's still pretty good. Anyhow. Yeah, you get a lot of height from the rockets, definitely. Anybody else do anything interesting in the past couple weeks? I've been playing Bowler Skate. Ooh, yeah, how I... is it? It's great. So far, I really love it, but I think I prefer Divinity. Okay. But they are very similar. 
Yeah. Um, and I promised myself to not start Baldur's Gate until I completed our game, Oxenfree. Mm-hmm. But I did not have the discipline. <laughs> Failed. <laughs> Speaking of, of disciplined minds. Carl, what yeah. about the mastery of your mind? <laughs> no, I have the uh, roll charisma checks instead. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, some somebody in my friend group said something about like, you know, good old Baldur's Gate where you can like have a really bad idea and go and attempt it and fail horribly and then reload your save and then attempt the same terrible idea again and just roll better. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you can save scum as much as you want. Nice. Um, yeah, I I feel like that's like not my like genre of game. I I bounced off Divinity pretty hard. Um, but like a lot of people I know are are playing this and are super enjoying it. So I'm I'm happy for y'all. Yeah, it's fun. I'm having fun. And God, it's so big. Yeah. I believe it. So much to do. Now you will have the um, Tears of the Kingdom problem. <laughs> like the never-ending game. I'm just going to take my time with it. Play a little bit at a time. Yeah, that's probably the the way to do it. Uh, I don't I don't regret taking, you know, however long it's been several months to play Tears of the Kingdom cuz uh if I had just binged it I like would have done literally nothing else. Yeah, I did literally nothing else for like a couple weeks there. Um but it takes more than a couple weeks to get through it. So <laughs> I've still got still got things to do. Yep. How about you, Kelso? Any anything interesting to report? <sighs> weeks? No. So I know when you had the wedding that you went to, we we were supposed to have a family thing. And speaking of COVID, we didn't do that because Ev's parents got COVID again. I don't. I think this is like the second or third time they've had it. Um, but they're like, I don't. They're they're old and they just like hang out with their friends all the time and nobody takes any precautions of any sort so you know what are you gonna do um so yeah we've just been kind of bumming around not doing much it's been nice um yeah do you have any updates on the cats they're still hanging out still the same like five that it's been so no no new developments no no other than yeah just the only new denizen of the backyard is the big orb weaver Oh god. That has yeah. moved in. Yeah, you posted um, pictures of that in the Discord if anyone wants to uh have flashbacks to playing grounded. Yeah. She's you know, they're a lot more placid um in real life yeah. than they are. She like she, she's just in the same spot every day when I go out there to feed the cats. I also just look and she's still just sitting in the exact same position. Yeah. Um the uh the daily grind, going to work, checking everything for flies. Yep, yep, yeah. They party all night. <laughs> it's kind of true. Yeah. 
I'm surprised, honestly, that she's not in, like, a more shaded location, but... Because she's just, like, on the back of the house. Like, not really hidden by anything. It's just, like, here's the web. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. I've been trying to not, uh... To not mess with the spiders in our house unless they're in, like, a really egregiously uh, public location. <laughs> because we have... We've had, like, a bunch of moths lately. Which are, you know, they're harmless, but they're all over the place. Yeah. And they're kind of annoying. So I'm like, hey, spiders. Listen, we'll give you free, uh, you know, free rent if you <laughs> come in and uh, free amnesty. If you, if you take care of some of these. Yeah, just work for your keep. It's fine. Yep. Yeah, not a, we don't have any inside spiders. They're all outside, but there's like... Like, every morning I, I get up and I go outside and there's just, like, new spider webs have appeared in various places uh, just around the perimeter of the house. Um, you do have inside spiders. I mean, we do have inside spiders, but they're not, like, making huge webs all over the place. They're they're staying out of the way. Yes, that's the important thing. If the spider is is there but not bothering anyone, then I think it's, like, fine to leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... No I sense want them in... here, but I never want to see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That that more or less matches my feelings on the subject. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I forgot to say, uh, and I feel like as a public service, I should mention the the game that's coming out this week that everyone should go check out uh, is Astronaut the Best. Um, if you don't already have Astronaut the Best on your wish list, uh, it's releasing this Tuesday, and it's a great game. I have been uh, playing the beta a bunch to do like QA and beta testing, uh, and it's it's really fun and very silly, and you get some real good stories out of it. It is a a management sim, a procedural narrative management sim, uh, and it's very very good. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We're we're gonna play it for an episode. But probably not for a while because September is a busy month for yeah. all of us. Yeah, we um, want to give it. We want to like actually give it time to do it justice. Um, and oh, Kelsey and I are both gone for like half of September. So yeah. So what are you gonna do? But yes, look forward to that eventually. Um, yep. Yeah, we'll probably have Mike on for that. I assume. Um, assuming we can coordinate schedules with him, but uh, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll have him come on and talk about the process and the pitfalls and all that. But in preparation for that, you might as well pick it up and play it. It's it's coming out soon and it's exciting. I really hope it does well. They've worked so hard on it for so long and it is a really good game. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know we're not going to be playing it for a while, but I... I should just make sure I buy it right away to get that, like, sales boost, release date sales boost. Yep. Yeah. I don't know how much that actually helps, but I assume it does. Yep. And if you do get it and you play it, uh, leave a review, because uh, reviews are also good. Yeah. I think it's something like Steam doesn't even, like, show reviews and stats and, like, recommendations and stuff until it has at least 10 reviews or something like that, so. Yeah, that sounds right. It's yeah. it's some number. Um, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, even if I can't go to the release party, I'm gonna be playing at release day and and posting a review. 
Well, I hope you can go to the release party. I do, too. <laughs> Truly. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, enough stalling. Yeah. Shall we talk about the game? Yeah, we, I'm excited to talk definitely. about the game. <laughs> yes. So this time we played um, the hotly anticipated Oxenfree 2, developed again by Night School Studios, um, published this time by Netflix Games. An interesting, yeah. interesting thing. Um, yeah, it's a direct sequel to Oxenfree takes place i don't know like five i think five years after the first game something like that um, they intentionally leave it kind of ambiguous for a lot of it uh mm -hmm. i feel like where it's like they they don't want you to know if it's like slightly before or slightly after until later in the game spoilers by the way for this game um and probably also uh the movie arrivals uh which i i will be comparing the plot to at some point <laughs> cool yeah um, so, you know, if you haven't played it and you liked Oxenfree 1, this is kind of more of the same, so <laughs> definitely pick it up. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely. Um, yeah. In <sighs> in this game, you play as uh, another kind of snarky female lead, Riley, who is a uh, researcher of some type, environmental research, um, working on basically a survey of yeah, she, the... I, she's she's less an environmental researcher as much as she is like just a a drifter who has taken an environmental research job because yeah, she I like guess needs something the... to do for a bit. Yeah, the real researcher is um Evelyn, who yeah. is your kind of main point of contact on the walkie-talkie. Um, and also, you and have she... a walkie-talkie in this game in addition to the radio. Yeah, and boy howdy, do you get your mileage out of it? Um, oh. There, there are a lot of people to to chat with on the walkie. Um, yeah, I did not. I did not unlock every channel. I assume that like every channel has someone you can contact on it, but I only got like probably half of them. I don't think every channel has someone. No, we can go through the list. I've got yeah. the list. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I think they just have a bunch of channels to you know, make it seem more realistic. Yeah. You know, if you've got a walkie-talkie and you're walking around, like, you're not going to find something on every single channel. Yeah, I suppose. But there were definitely, it felt weird that there were some channels that, like, were never used. Um, but, I mean, I guess yeah. it, it feels less weird with the radio, because the radio has, like, hundreds of frequencies, but... Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, but, yeah, so you're, you are Riley... <laughs> Uh, there was a survey needed, uh, not on Edwards Island, but on, like, the coast, like, the actual mainland coast off of Edwards Island. Um, and, uh, to, you're supposed to be, like, investigating the, some weird, like, radio signal stuff that's happening in the area. Which, if you have played Oxenfree 1, all, should already set off alarm bells. Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> Uh, I think one of the big differences between this game and the original is that um, the original has this sort of like slow build to the creepiness and kind of what's going on. And you sort of like, you know, slowly uncover like just how bad things are. And in this game, they're like, no, you, you know where we left off. Like, we're we're starting at that point. <laughs> You're like, yeah. you know, shit's going to be bad. <laughs> It's very much a direct sequel that assumes mm -hmm. you played the first game. Yeah. And I don't think it will be 
great if you have not played oh absolutely not yeah yeah i mean maybe it'd be like okay but you'd definitely get a lot more out of it if you played the first one first yeah um as you should because like the first one is a great game and worth playing so Mm -hmm. and i you know spoilers for my final thoughts on this i guess but i think i the first one is a better game i agree Um, not that this is a bad game yeah, like, not that this is bad, but the first one has the advantage of novelty, right? It's, it's you don't know what's going on, and it's your first time seeing all of this stuff and these systems, and so it's just a lot more exciting and unusual. Um, and this one and, just doesn't have that benefit. Yeah, and the beginning is also very much very similar to the first game in mm-hmm. how the game loop works and how you proceed. Yeah. Yeah, and and even a lot of the story beats um feel like kind of kind of I don't want to say retreads, but in some ways certain aspects do kind of feel like that. Which, uh, you know, makes sense. Um Yeah. But it is, you know, it is a sequel and it is working under the constraints of being a sequel. Uh and it does operate pretty well for those constraints. Like it is not mm-hmm. a bad game. By any means. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I I enjoyed my time with it very, very much. So Yeah, I, I do think that the the biggest weakness is just that you know what you know what's going on from the outset. Yeah. yeah. Um and you don't you don't have to like deal with the fear of wondering. Like you, yeah. you know what the extent of it is and you kind of have an idea of what what the abilities are of the ghost thingies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. It was like I pretty much had two issues with the game, and that was one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other will will mention his name. Is it Jacob? <laughs> Were you just anti Jacob? Correct. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into that. Um, along with Riley um, and Evelyn, your walkie-talkie boss, um, you are teamed up with uh, Jacob, who is another. Um, Who is the very definition of a sad sack? Yeah, yeah, he really is. He so basically the the backstory is that you grew up in Kamina and left and kind of bummed around the location that you are in for the game. Yeah, um, you you know joined the military, left the military, um, basically just kind of were an alcoholic for a long time and are trying to get your life back together. And so you took this job, um, just for some stability. Jacob, on the other hand, never really left. Um, he just has stayed around the, your hometown, um, kind of being employed as a handyman. Um, seems like kind of everybody knows him. Being employed as a handyman, which it doesn't seem like he's that good at, for for what it's worth. Yeah. Like, he can do some basic stuff, but also, like, Riley is better at than him at a lot of, like, less than basic repairs, so... Well, that's because... I think so. I think he kind of stumbled into it, if I remember. Like, I think yeah. that was like his dad's deal, and he just kind of ended up doing the same thing. Yeah. But his his real passion is sculpture and art. He's an yeah. artist, so that's fine. Yeah. No, it's he's it's a, he's fine. allowed to be a little bit of a bumbler, I think. Um, and he kind of he is kind of a little bit of a bumbler. Um, he just, just like he lives in the woods on like Kamina out like on the point in a in a house that he inherited. 
and just just lives in the woods with his dog. That's like his whole life. Doesn't really yeah. talk to people. Doesn't really have friends. Uh, he has isn't, isn't really in great shape. He keeps like uh, being afraid of doing all of the like terrain traversal stuff that you do pretty easily. And he has like a more successful twin brother who's just kind of out doing his thing. So he's living in that shadow as well. Um, yeah. yeah, just someone just... that doesn't pe- talk to people. He will not shut up. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's really excited to have someone to talk to that's not his dog. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I was I was pretty exasperated by Jacob in the beginning because he's just very incompetent at a lot of the stuff in the early game. Um like his car breaks down and he knows nothing about anything that he needs to do to fix it. Um yeah, it, it really seems like you kind of end up linked up with him um, because you just need someone who like knows their way around the island, which doesn't make sense because you grew up there as well, so you should know your way around too. Yeah, um, or around the Cape, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's more that like it was a thing to do and he also volunteered for this job, and since you're both technically on the job, and it is dangerous terrain, which you probably shouldn't rock climb without like a buddy system going on. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's also like it, true. it makes sense that he's there, but he is—he's like very, uh, <laughs> just pretty incompetent. And it's you know, I feel like I've had game sidekicks who are worse than him, like in terms of the like, won't shut up. Um, he's he's very <laughs> eye rolly, but he did grow on me eventually. In the like, you know, he's a sad sack, but he's doing his best. I mean, at least in the first game, you could, if you didn't like Jacob, you could change Jacob. Yeah, uh, you had and you get had a new options. and better Jacob. <laughs> you had, <laughs> yeah, you had options, definitely. Um, yeah, that 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 was the other thing. It's like in the first game, you can kind of pick and choose who you end up walking around with. So you get you get to kind of. Yeah, you could have, have conversations with Jonas other people and Ren and um, the girls. The girl, Nona. the girl, Nona and um, Clarissa. Clarissa, yeah. Clarissa. Um, so yeah, you you have opportunities to kind of get to know several different characters, and in this one, it's all Jacob all the time, baby. Yeah. Um, I can't. Yeah, I didn't dislike him too much. He is just like kind of directionless underachiever. Um, who never left the hometown. I feel like I've yeah, but he, known some people who are like that. And... He's also very self-aware of that. Yeah. Um, which, you know, there's sometimes... And, like, he does a lot of, like, feeling sorry for himself. And you can either be kind of sympathetic or just tell him to, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, which but he never I... does. <laughs> yeah. Did you get the, uh, like... Uh, did you get some some stats at the end for being mean to Jacob? Um, I got some stats at the end for leaving Jacob. <laughs> did you you left him behind on the island? Yep. Or not? Uh, I guess not on the island when you went to the island. Me I two percent of the people. I did it by accident, and then I reloaded and <laughs> brought him along anyway. I was I was honestly kind of surprised to find that. 
like when I completed the game, I was surprised to find that the game actually lets you go through with that. I figured it would be uh, a situation where like you try to say, no, just stay behind. And he's like, nope, I'm coming anyway. Fuck you. Well, see, that's how I ended up doing it accidentally, because I thought that was going to be the case, too. So I was like, listen, I don't want you to get hurt. And then he's like, um, like, but, you know, I, I want to come along. This is a thing that, like, I need to do. I need to see this through with you. And then there are, like, a few options. One's, like, fine, then come along. Uh, and the uh, other two are, like, be basically be mean and get him to stay. And I just didn't say anything. And if you just don't say anything, he's like, fine, I'll respect your wishes and stay here. And I'm like, oh, that's not what I thought was going to happen. Because <laughs> I was, I wanted to be like, okay, you can come along, but I don't want to be seen as encouraging you to do this because, like, this has to be your decision and it's a dangerous thing. The the option to not say anything is always a real gamble. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's really hard to tell, like, how the game system is going to interpret that. Yeah. Um, it... Yeah, as as with the previous game, it ha this game has a really cool dialogue system, whereby you know, as as places to naturally respond come up in conversation, the dialogue options appear, and you can sometimes interrupt what a person is saying, or sometimes just like you know wait till they're done speaking and and then say the thing you were going to say as as you would in a real conversation. Um, but then as time goes on and the window to have a meaningful response to the thing they're saying. Uh, like goes away, the dialogue just fades out. Um, so you actually have to participate in the flow of conversation. It's not just going to sit around and wait for you infinitely. Um, I, I do like when they they use that specifically to like give you three options that only show up for like a fraction of a second, yeah. and then just take them away so you don't are not yeah. able to respond. Yeah, because um, something interrupts you. It's like, here was the thing you, you thought, for a split second you thought about saying, but then, like, shit happened and you did not get a chance to say things. Yeah, that's a really good use of that. Yeah. Um, not, again, not specific to this game. They did that in the last game maybe once or twice, and they only do it once or twice in this game, too. Yeah. But that's something you don't want to overuse, but it feels, feels yeah, good. It's strong when they do it. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a strong thing. So, yeah, very well done. In both games, yeah. yeah, it's it's not a it's not a dialogue system I've seen anywhere else, and it's like the only dialogue system where interruption feels natural as part of the conversation. Like there'll be some slight overlap to the dialogue lines because every every other game, when someone interrupts them, the line is clearly written to be interrupted. So the line will go, and then it will stop abruptly in the middle, and then like half a second later, the next line will start, and like yeah. that's not how it actually feels in the real world that's not how talking works mm -hmm. um and so this one actually they do the proper like little bit of overlap that you would have if somebody steps in on a conversation and and interrupts someone it feels good yeah yeah feels good um so let's see yeah, I'm so, trying to think of like what's the next thing we talk about. We've yeah, talked well, about so, our well, main characters. Let's, yeah, let's do this story. Um, so yeah, so you're you're um, hired to like put up these radio transmitters, and you put up the first one. Uh, they have to be at like a, a high point on the island in order to transmit properly. Um, so you put up one, and it like fires off this weird beam and then a portal starts opening over Edwards Island and you're like ah fuck 
Because um, if you've played the first game, you recognize these portals, and you know yep. they are bad news. Yep, you know they're bad news. Um, so as it turns out, there are some teenagers on the island who are specifically, purposely trying to open up a portal. Um, you you do like you learn about them kind of throughout the game, but the the long and short of it is, it's two teenagers um, led by the ringleader. Uh, whose name is what is her oh, name? Olivia. 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 It's Olivia, Charlie, and Shelley. I think. No. Violet. Um, it's Violet. Violet. Shelley's a different yeah. one. Um, yeah, Olivia, Charlie, and Violet. And um, Olivia, you find out that her parents were uh, part of a cult, basically, okay. who died. I think in a plane crash when she was young. Yeah, like. Not not a, as it turns out, not a big evil mean cult. Just like, you know, some pretty harmless, like, Zodiac worshippers kind of thing. Like, some pretty harmless, like, star chart hippies. Um, but, it, yeah, there's... A, there's <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some ambiguity for parts of the game about, like, oh, is it an, you know, evil dark cult that's bent on, like, ending the world? I was like, nah. Like, they had some somewhat dark origins uh, based around when, you know, uh, the portal, uh, like, originally opened up on the island. Um, and they, like, were doing some human sacrifices and shit in the old days. But these days, mm -hmm. they're just kind of, like, you know, excited about phases of the moon. Yeah, like they, are, they are just really hippies. Um, but she... So their whole deal, the cult's whole deal is that, like, these portals are... Um like a spiritual phenomenon they call it planet shine mm -hmm. um which is like i don't know it's almost like kind of a rapture thing where like you can yeah. go through the portal and everything's great on the other side um even though we know that that's like not really what it is yeah uh, like you know narrative irony kind of thing going on but um olivia wants to go through the portal she wants to make planet shine happen um because she wants to like be reunited with her parents who died a couple years back i think in a plane crash yeah um, so basically, like the the these three teens are almost like your antagonists throughout yeah, the game. They're like wearing um, masks and stuff in the beginning, yeah. being real creepy. Yeah, um, and it it does become apparent pretty quickly that Olivia is the ringleader, and these other two kids are just kind of caught in her orbit. Yeah, um, and they're like, um, are you? They're like, are you sure we should be doing this? This seems creepy and weird. And she's yeah. like, she's like, no, I've done all the research. I know what's, you know, what's going to happen. This is all like fine and correct. And she's, she's a very forceful personality yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, and so you determine that the best chance you have of, uh, so Jacob knows, uh, or knew Maggie Adler, who is the old woman who had just died, uh, in the first game, um, who like, I think you get the. Um, ability to tune your radio more from her house or something like that in the first game. Yeah, she's uh, got like the the high f or the like the wide frequency radio. Yeah, she's the one. Correctly. She's the one who sort of like knows what what all happened because um, she was working for the military base back back when the uh, USS Kanaloa was sunk, which is sort of the inciting incident that that started all this like weird radio ghost stuff. Mm -hmm. um, which was like a submarine with like experimental equipment on it was like accidentally sunk by friendly fire and they tried to cover it up and the ghosts got of the people got like stuck between dimensions and 
have been trying to get out ever since because they're like stuck in an infinite time loop basically which sucks to be honest like you understand why they're trying to get out it's, it sounds like it's an absolutely miserable existence yeah real miserable um so yeah and then at the end of the last game the main character of that game alex um gets uh like in order to try and seal them away uh she and her friends all get stuck uh in between dimensions with them uh and um you know the it's a bad time they get stuck in the time loop as well yeah i think i think the implication is that like because they're you know ghosts now they don't have forms like they would kind of come out and just like start possessing people indiscriminately mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was sort of the implication because like otherwise i don't know if they're just ghosts that can't do shit why not just let them out but yeah you know. there was also the thought like in order to let all of them out um you would have to like permanently open the the rift and that might just destroy the world it's unclear yeah it's the the mechanics of the ghosts are are intentionally vague and that's yeah. fine yeah and i mean like that's sort of part of it is like you can't be sure how bad this actually is right like you mm-hmm. you have suspicions and you can make some educated guesses and it seems real bad but like nobody can know for sure and that that uncertainty is sort of part of the dilemma of the game yeah um yeah so you have to go to uh four locations including the one you started at uh and put up these radio transmitters to try and knock out the thing and as you do you run into olivia's gang in various places and you kind of have the option to (laughs) talk to them like a reasonable human with empathy (laughs) or uh be like a try to be an authority figure and yell at them basically i don't know i i find it hard to believe that anyone chooses the latter although i guess some people must yeah i think yeah. i i think i kind of accidentally so the first one you really come across is charlie and i think the i kind of accidentally um like was a dick to him just by because uh you jacob can actually, is you super can agree. agree yeah well G- yeah, jacob is super dick to him but i was just gonna say you can actually do those in either order um, oh okay so you can come across charlie or violet first okay yeah gotcha. i did violet first Okay. Yeah, I I I just like Jacob is super super aggro um when when you come across Charlie and I I was like not good enough at telling Jacob to fuck off. Um and then and then Violet like basically is caught in a like loop a conversation loop with her like abusive mother um which I was I did like the nice thing for her and I just kind of let her go. But she also was like the the most afraid of the three of them. She was like the most yeah. in over her head. I felt bad for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, barely re- um, I barely remember Violet being in this game. I'm kind of yeah. honest. Yeah. The, the... Such a short period of time. And mm-hmm. I did it like the first thing. Mm, yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. It's like her confrontation, I think, is is less memorable because you don't have to like step in and stop Jacob from doing shit. Um, I guess like the, it's because Charlie is like way more antagonistic towards Jacob. Cause I guess like the local teens make fun of him. They call him gingerbread man or something like that, or gingerbread or something. Yeah. Um, because of an incident where they like, 
some kids stole his clothes on the beach or something like that. I forget exactly. Because, um, you know, it's Jacob, and he's a sad sack, as, yeah. as established. Yeah, like, that um... was a different incident than I got. Oh, yeah? It wasn't nothing like that. I don't even remember what what the the explanation was that I got, but it's it is it is like the the biggest indicator of him being a sad sack when you're like a fully grown adult man getting bullied by teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so like when uh, when Charlie starts giving him lip, Jacob gets like really aggressive and like defensive about you know his himself, and so you kind of have to calm Jacob down. Well, you know, like trying to talk to Charlie and you can you can talk them, you know, talk him down and, and befriend Charlie, uh, which this this has an effect later when uh, there's a confrontation with Olivia. And if you've befriended both of the uh, the kids, they basically like try to talk her down on your behalf where they're like, like, I don't know. I don't think they're that bad. Like they've <laughs> they were pretty cool and like they helped us out. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, eventually you, before you go to the last area, you have a confrontation with, uh, Olivia in the old, like, visitor center, um, where the ghosts kind of step in, uh, and it gets all spooky and, like, the house turns sideways and you, you're, like, fighting with her over her radio, uh, while all kinds of, like, weird supernatural shit is going on, and that's a cool sequence. <laughs> Yeah, that was um, a really, really wild set piece that I was not expecting. I was not expecting, like, full uh, world axis tilting because of ghosts. But, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and um, then you you sort of learn, like, what her expectations are and, like, what's mm -hmm. going on and what she thinks is going to happen when all of this goes down. Yeah, I guess we, um, like, throughout the course of the game, you're kind of traversing various areas to put up those transmitters. So the big, like, new thing in this game is um, tuning into portals to different oh, periods yeah. of time. Yeah, little, um, little mini time island. travel sequences, which honestly, I, no matter how blocked a path was, I would not resort to stepping through time portal, especially given having played the last game and knowing that you can get stuck in these alternate dimensions. <laughs> like, yeah. It seems very dangerous, but that's the mechanic they give you. So yeah, like yeah. I think and I think the, second... the characters do not know that. That's yeah, true. yeah. I I mean, e even without the the time portal fuckery, I think the second that I like took on this job and was told, oh yeah, you just have to go into this like abandoned mine cave system, I would have been fucking out because that's like the most dangerous thing you can do is walk into yeah. an abandoned mine. Um, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I don't I don't think I would have done. And there's all the sure. usual stuff from the last game of like the weird hauntings kind of thing where like there'll be like weird bits of furniture just randomly out of place like in the middle of a mine somewhere or the um, ghosts make you play a game show. They do that again. Yeah, not quite as not quite as like literally you have to know quiz question answers as the last one, but um yeah. Yeah, the and... ghosts make you play a game of like hot or cold. Yeah. Um, which, you know, okay. Yep. And uh and you know, they'll they'll trap you in little time loops and you have to do this weird 
like tuning mini game that reminded me of uh, one of the mini games in um, God. What was that like? Really avant garde game. Oh, that... Genesis Noir. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that we tore the shit out of. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Genesis Noir. Yeah, so there's a there's a, like a little mini game remnant of one of the Genesis Genesis Noir mini games. Yeah, I should um, think about that game. Yeah, fair. Uh, and yeah, so you know the usual usual ghost time loop freakiness stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so you know the, it all kind of comes to a head to some extent when with his confrontation with Olivia, um, and I think depending on what you do with her friends, I assume that like there's a slightly different outcome of that scene based on like whether they go with her after that or not. But I don't know. Yeah, I um. Because I, I only, like, was friendly with um, Violet, but I think even at that point, they're they're both just, like, I think if you get one, mm-hmm. um, they, they were both like, uh, I don't know, I think I'm out. Yeah. Because I do remember it was, it was just Olivia at the end. Um, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, the, you get Olivia's radio, um, and she's, she's, like, upset at you and runs off. Uh, and then you go put up the last beacon, <clears throat> and uh, yeah. Then you know I I forget what happens between the the last. So you the last beacon like closes the portal, but then like uh, Olivia goes to Edwards Island and like starts opening a new one, and you have to like go there to finish the confrontation, something like that. Before that, there's um the like the church sequence where you like fall down a church oh, yeah. tower and uh like jacob you, dies yeah jacob is dead but then like you tune the radio and he's not dead um i found out after the fact that if you tune into the radio at that point you can i think you talk to jacob when he's young i didn't do this i found this out after the fact um but that's like a hidden achievement that you can do um because of because of time time rift fuckery, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, and then basically you you get the choice to go to Edwards Island either alone or with Jacob. Um, you confront Olivia. You find and... Jacob's lost jo- lost dog immediately before that. Yeah, right before uh, that, which is good. Uh, yes, she's she's oh. been missing the whole game, and she's. I have a question. As someone that decided to bring Jacob along, did you guys have Alex with you in the final yes. sequence? Yes. yes. Alex so is you're... there, but Jacob isn't. You, could, you can, uh, one of the options for how to close the portal is to have Jacob stay behind and do it. Oh, God, I wish I brought him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know for sure that you can make him do it, but you can ask him to do it. I, I bet he would. Well, because... it's one of the. It's one of the three endings. Yeah, is um, is to send Jacob through, which is like wild because you have to, throughout the whole like, final sequence, it's basically a dialogue between Alex. Um, what's our main character's name? Riley. Riley. Alex. Riley and Olivia. Um, and Jacob just doesn't say anything. So when the yeah. options to come up for, like, who do you want to send through the portal, it's obviously Olivia and yourself, 
but then Jacob is just an option, and he like doesn't say anything. When you when you come back after after the fact, assuming that you've sent Olivia through, which I think is probably what most people did, um, he's like, yeah, I I kind of froze. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't say anything. I should have like I don't know done something. I should have volunteered. Uh, <laughs> like, sorry, I didn't yeah. volunteer to throw myself to my death. And yeah. you're like, no worries, Jacob. Although I guess I'm I'm reading the achievement um like the achievement guide here, and I think the I don't know if you can send him through if you uh, are friends with him. Because it specifically says, be rude to Jacob and do not befriend him, and then he'll choose to enter the portal. Oh, interesting. So, I don't so, know, yeah, I don't know so if you can send him through if you don't through be if his friend, him. he literally has no nothing to live for. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. That's very Jacob, but that's sad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like you can talk to him, like if you, depending on types of conversations you have with him leading up to then, like you can in- encourage him to pursue his art career, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, he gets a, he gets a little positive, positive emote for you when you say nice things to him. So, yeah. And then the other thing I guess that we haven't touched on that happens throughout the game is you keep having... Like, throughout the game, um, in specific areas, you keep having these visions of yourself with a kid, with a boy. Well, you have two two sets of visions. One is a vision of you with your father, and one is a vision of you with a child. Yeah, I guess that's true. I forgot about the father one. Yeah. Um, And... and and they pull they pull an arrival here to some extent where like it's easy to believe that you are having flashbacks about you and this kid of like you know the the a kid that you ha- maybe had a while back who you've like become estranged with or something um but then then they reveal uh partway through that Riley is in fact currently pregnant and that child is not born yet yeah, so the visions that you're having are with your child from the future, and the last one that you have, basically, you, like, have a whole, like, I think by the time you get to the last one, like, your kid is a teenager, or maybe even, like, in his 20s, like, he's basically yeah, he's an, an adult, adult, and you have this whole conversation with him about, like, you know, sorry I was a bad mom, <laughs> blah blah blah, um, so, yeah, yeah you, you basically have to go into the final choice, deciding, like, do I just like erase my child's existence um or yeah, or do i the final the final choice i don't know if we actually explicitly said what this final choice is somebody has to stay behind inside the rift to seal the ghosts um because like just like alex did in the previous game um mm-hmm. and whoever goes like is stuck in the rift forever um so you you as riley get to decide who that person is going to be and, and Olivia it, really is the obvious choice because she yeah. wants it so bad. Yeah. And um, I mean it's it's you know it's arguably it's not an obvious choice. Yeah. It's an interesting it's an interesting moral dilemma cuz you can you can ask Jacob to do it. Um Jacob's like been going on and on about how like this is probably the greatest thing he's ever done with his life because he's had such a sad life and at least he's done like one meaningful thing in helping you fight these you know these ghosts and stuff so like you know it might be like hey you know this is your chance to like be noble and do something with your life um for him or you know as riley you know you have like a shit relationship with your future child uh and you know you know like you you're not super happy with your life currently you know you're sort of like estranged from your dad and like 
it's you know it's somewhat reasonable to sacrifice yourself. And then there's Olivia, who thinks that this is this will be equivalent to going to heaven, and she'll get to see her parents again, which you know is almost certainly not true. Like you can't be sure. Yeah. There's no a hundred percent sure that's not true. But well, it's, <laughs> it's well, sort of you do know because Alex keep talking about how like she knew knew she shouldn't like try to get out but yeah she was feeling she just couldn't take it staying there yeah but even even still there is a point where you're like in in a rift and you're you're basically in Olivia's rift so you see her with her parents talking to her parents having like a memory of when they were still alive so that like that raises an implication that like maybe maybe if you believe enough like the rift does put you somewhere that you want to be. Yeah, it's possible um, she could she's never going to get her parents back this way, but it's possible she could get stuck in a happy memory with them. And she um, I mean she does acknowledge that. Yeah. She does acknowledge that. I guess for me I'll say it was it was an obvious choice because I had become friends with Jacob and I had like basically encouraged him to like pursue his art and like kind of try to do something with himself um so i didn't feel right like being like hey you should pursue your art career okay fuck off through the portal um and then i also didn't feel good doing it about myself because um it you know in the last conversation that we have with rex that's that's your son's name rex um is uh basically like you know he talks with you about how you know you don't have a good relationship and and it, it wasn't great you know just growing up and raising him and i think the the last like dialogue option i chose with him was like well i'm gonna try anyway yeah and i felt like i had made a promise that i couldn't back out on yeah which is fair um yeah. and the the way i reasoned it out was like listen i feel that like olivia's making a really bad decision here but she's like yeah, she's still a teenager. She's technically still a minor, but she is old enough to have agency at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Like she is old enough that she, you know, she can make decisions about what she wants. And who am I to tell her that like, no, you're a child, you're too young to decide at things about your life, right? And she's uh. she's also self-aware enough to know that that's the argument that people have against her. She has this conversation with yeah. Riley specifically, like, oh, you're going to say that I'm just a kid and blah, blah, blah. I don't know what I want, but do you know what you want? Um, yeah. And she, yeah, she, like, she is the most single-minded in her purpose out of basically anyone in this whole yeah. game. Um, and know. she is... Hmm. I just felt like she she believes something she's not going to get. And you're basically sending her into eternal torture. Yeah, I mean, that might be the case, but it's it's an eternal torture she wants real bad. And like I said, there's no 100% guarantee. Like, we're pretty sure that's what's going to happen to her, but maybe she gets stuck in a happy memory with her parents, and, like, that's what she actually wants. So... Shrug? Question mark? We may also be making a much worse villain for a later game, right? Like, she is very, like, determined and single-minded, and she might be, like, that might be really, really bad when she goes crazy and becomes an evil monster. Yeah. So, So narratively, we made the right choice by setting up a sequel (laughs) with with a good villain. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't remember, in the first game, 
Do you have the option not to close the portal? I don't think... Because... And that was the thing about the first game, is that, like, it encourages multiple playthroughs, and the ending that you get if you play through it multiple times, and I think it is maybe a little dependent on your choices as well, that ending um, where, like, you... your brother is still alive... Um, that was added in in a patch, like, I don't know, a couple uh, months after no, the game your, came out, wasn't it? Your, no, your brother being alive was one of the, like, endings you could get naturally. The patch that was added was the ability to make it so that the time loop never happened, and you never oh, went yeah. to the island in the first place. And your brother was still dead if you did that. There was no way I to save your that. brother. That's but right. The, the Leave is Possible DLC made it so that you could use the radio to contact yourself before you ever went to Edwards Island. And like make yourself like miss the fairy basically and not. So go. basically, basically that ending is non-canon then. Yeah. Okay. Because I was a little confused because that's the ending that I got both times I played it. Um, yeah. So, so that's just yeah. yeah. That's just not the canon ending. The ca okay. canon ending is that Alex and her friends got trapped in a freaking time loop. Um, okay, that's fair. And you do free them if you you know when you send Olivia through, you do get uh, Alex and her friends back for it. And I don't understand why they get to come back, but like none of the sunken ghosts get to come back. Um you do you end up talking to Alex a bunch over the course of this game because uh around about the confrontation in the community center, uh she makes herself known and like, mm -hmm. "Hey, there's not just one group of ghosts here. There's two groups of ghosts here. There's the the, you know, the people who died on the Canaloa and then there's me and my friends who got trapped here much more recently." Um and so she's kind of guiding you through a lot of, like, what's going on for the mm -hmm. latter half of the game. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and they get out. You see them at the end. And, and Alex, is, Alex, you, and Jacob are the only people who kind of remember what happened. Um, every, everybody else, like, the, it sort of resets a time loop. And it turns out that you were not on the island investigating radio signals. You were on the island setting up transmitters to hear bird calls. <laughs> Yeah. Which uh, is cute. The, I don't understand why some people remember what happened and some do not. It feels kind of arbitrary to me. Yeah, I mean, it might. You could. Uh, if you take Jacob with you, it's easy to make the argument that anyone who went through the rift at the end remembers. Um, but I assume you left Jacob behind and he still remembers. Yeah, but also, even if that's the case, yeah, it's. It is what happened. But even if that's the case, like, why do Alex remembers but not the other not teenagers? Friend. Yeah, I mean, Alex did seem to be a much more active participant in getting the ghosts, uh, or, or like be, being a ghost. Um, mm -hmm. She was also the only one aware of the time loop in the last game. I think if you play multiple times, I think I think she's the only one who's immediately aware. I think if you like, if you. I want to say Jonas, mm -hmm. if you, like, mention it to Jonas, um, or if you have Jonas with you throughout the game, throughout multiple time loops, you can say, like, it's happening again, and he'll be like, oh, shit, is it another time loop? So he at least understands that they're occurring, even if he's not able to perceive them in the moment, is mm -hmm. kind of my memory of it. Um, yeah, I think that's correct. But that it's, it, it is a little strange that, like, yeah. they all come back, I don't know, several years later after being... I guess, like, missing presumed dead? Like, how does that shake out for them? <laughs> well, it seems, because cause, uh, Alex said that she woke up in her bed that morning and had slept in, so I think the implication is that 
like they wake up as though they've like been living their lives normally for the past several years. Okay. Which is kind of mm. fucked up, but not only that, I think she was woken up by her mother. Yes. Meaning they do not under like it's just so like any other maybe, day. Yeah. Maybe they they just like arrive at their at the point in time that they would have left. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Because then, then time is also a little weird um, in in the epilogue. Because it's uh, if if you send Olivia through, it's it's Alex kind of talking to um, Rex yeah. about about you know who Riley was and what happened um, in Kamina, you know this this evening. Um, yeah, sending him like all the memorabilia of the stuff you did, and that's where you get your traditional end of game. Here, here's how the stats of your decisions stack up against the stats of other people's decisions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I so. think I, I pretty much did everything that most people do. I think was what it came down to, which is, I guess, to be expected. I think the only thing that I did that most people hadn't done was I did. Um, and we can we can talk about uh, all the extra characters that you yeah. meet on the walkie next. Was I did the uh, the the Hanks like ghost hunt. Uh, whole side oh, quest. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. That is also, I guess, a rare one. Which, like, honestly, you don't have to do that. Like, it's a, it's not a great side quest, and... No. Uh, I did not. Because I... It, he's a jerk. I got, I got it so late, <laughs> and then I just went, uh, fuck it. I yeah, and also, like, I don't want it. there's a way you can do it relatively quickly if you know ahead of time to pick up a specific thing you have to backtrack for well, while I you're did, in the area. I did pick it up. I, okay. I happened to pick it up first, and that's why I did it. Um, okay. Because I, I, I just not, had the I did item. not, and had to go all the way back across the island to get it, and oh, then yeah. all the way back to him. And it's if like, that was the case, I would not have done it, but I, like, I did happen to pick up I, the I item. wanted to see what would happen, and then basically nothing happens. He's just a jerk about it. And I'm like, I walked so long for you. Fuck off. Yeah, um, Hank is not one of the stronger ones, so I guess we'll go through the list yeah. of other guys. So there's um, Evelyn, who is your boss. Yep. She basically, you know, um, after you place a transmitter, you give her a call on the walkie, and she talks about the readings. Um, yeah, she has a subplot where like because as you're doing this and the rift starts to widen shit starts to go real bad in Kamina like you can tune mm -hmm. in into the radio stations and there's like a baseball game that seems to have like been going on for eternity and there's like a cooking show where like the the broadcast keeps shutting down and <laughs> there's an mm -hmm. interminable horribly pretentious one act play uh, yeah, and then when you pick up the um like the 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 wide band radio, there's a really bizarre like talk show interview segment. Um, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I don't remember the specifics of, but it was just like it was some wild out there stuff that they were yeah. talking about. Um, yeah. So the uh, yeah. So throughout, like you can hear via tuning into these radio stations and talking to people on the walkie that like things are going real bad in Kamina, like. Time loops are happening, and, like, I don't know. Shit's just going haywire. And mm -hmm. so one of Evelyn's storylines is that, like, she hasn't heard from her sister, and she's really worried that something bad may have happened to her. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, not sure whether she should go look for her or, like, keep trying to contact her, whether or not she should tell their mom that something has happened. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, that's her whole story. Yeah, I think... 
I think the um the thing that you're supposed to do is like encourage her to tell their mom that mm-hmm. like something's gone on and then and then they I don't know, they figure it out and everything ends yeah. up fine. Um and then there's Hank who is uh like, like a Hank. ghost hunter. Oh no no, sorry, not Hank. <laughs> yeah, Hank, uh, Hank's the ghost hunter. Nick is are you thinking of Nick, Nick the guy on Nick, the boat? Yeah, I like Nick. Yeah. Um yeah, Hank is uh, pretty pretty much confined to a single area. He's basically looking for evidence of like ghosts and and shit. Um, yeah, he wants so, to write a book on it, and he wants you to do the research for him. Yeah, so he has a little um, like side quest where you have to kind of go through some time rifts um, in an old mining town and find stuff there, and then you have to you find a shoe that somehow the shoe is an evidence of a ghost, um, and you have to give him the the shoe. Like that's yeah. that's the item that you find it in a cave, um, and the there's opposite. so many run. There's so many random shoes lying around. There are, I noticed that as well. There's you'll you'll see like shoes, um, like thrown over power lines, like the shoelaces tied together and the shoes are thrown over, things like that, um, which I don't like. I don't know if there's like some symbolism there that I'm missing, or if that's just like this is the thing we've picked. This is going to be the creepy thing we've just decided arbitrarily. I still don't know how you know that that shoe is evidence of, like, a ghost, but... Well, I mean, it was, like, wasn't it, like, you see a flashback where it was, like, left behind by, like, some miner's child or something like that? I don't... I don't know. I don't remember seeing a flashback. Um, but... I forget exactly, but... I don't remember either. It was something that was, like, left behind in one of the rifts or, like, somehow causes one of the rifts or something uh, in the hot and cold sequence. Yeah, but, like, if if you're caving... And your foot gets stuck. Like I'd rather leave a shoe behind than yeah, yeah. Then you know. Um. Anyway, so that's that. Um. There is Shelly, who is a park ranger. Um. She's basically just kind of doing her job, but throughout the evening, she you know she keeps getting weird calls, and other other rangers keep getting weird calls, and um. Basically, the culmination of that is like she gets a really weird call, um, and I think you get a call from a payphone outside of the um, the gas station or the convenience store that's like, don't let her go. Yep. And then she, you talk to her again, and she's like, ah, I don't know, I should probably go check this out, and you tell her not to. And yeah. I think I think the implication is that she would have died if you told her not to stay put. Yeah. I mean, I got the achievement that said I saved her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it... it the achievement just says, you saved Shelly. So... Yeah. Yeah, and the, um, the the voice you talk to on the phone is apparently one of the sunken Kanaloa uh, members, but it's someone who is like a relative of hers, um, who's like oh, trying right. to save her. Yeah, that I do vaguely remember that. Um, um, so it's like some, you know, her uh, great uncle or whatever is like reaching out and trying to save her from what's happening, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess we could talk about Nick next, since yeah, Nick is Nick. Nick is good. Um, Nick is a, I think he's a fisherman. He's out on a boat. Um, throughout like this monitoring, whole thing, monitoring the emergency line, and he at first he's like, "You shouldn't be on this frequency. Like, this is for emergencies only." And then he's like, "But also, like, this is like really boring and lonely, and feel free to call me back." Yeah, and he um. He, yeah, he's just out on the water throughout this whole thing. And every time you call him, there's, like, some weird, just strange phenomena going on. Like, he'll call yeah. you, 
or you'll call him and he's like the water is just like as still as glass i don't know what's going on and then like there's another one where like all the water's frozen and then it's like super foggy and he can't see anything and then finally i think the last thing is like he sees a rift and he's really tempted to sail into it and you if you convince him not to um then he makes it makes it back to shore safely and he's yeah. like yeah i'm going to bed fuck this is there i suppose there's another achievement for encouraging him to go is there i don't see one okay. i don't think you get achievements for like killing npcs for yeah for killing npcs and um, then, um it's yeah. well cuz it's interesting cuz part of the earlier one of the earlier conversations you have with him before stuff gets like really fucked is he talks about the fact that like he really wanted to be an astronaut uh, mm -hmm. and he couldn't because he was like two inches too tall or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he like always wanted to go somewhere where no one had ever been before. Uh, and so it's, it was like tempting for me at the time to tell him to sail into the rift. Cause I'm like, this is his dream. He wants to go somewhere where nobody's ever been. But then I thought better of it. I'm like, he will probably die if I do that. I should tell him to go home. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, the last one, probably the lowest stakes one, is uh, Maria, who is the local oh. like high school radio station DJ. Um, who, I don't remember, did she, I can't remember if she like, just smoked a bunch of weed and got high, or if she ate a brownie or something, but she, she's like, high, running her radio show. And um, at one point, she basically asks you for relationship advice because she's got a crush on Charlie and she's very jealous of Olivia. Um, and I don't. It goes poorly. There's a. There's, yeah, I got the achievement for if you. She calls you and she's like, hey, tune into the radio on this station. And you do, and like nothing's going on. But if you keep it tuned to that for a while. Uh, eventually she comes on and like over on the air calls Charlie and like asks him if he like wants to go out or whatever and he turns her down. Yeah. I I think I picked the wrong dialogue but basically or I picked the wrong option but so I didn't get the achievement but uh the outcome is basically still the same. Yeah. Is that like he's like uh yeah I don't I can't talk right now. Oh, sorry. Bye. Yeah. Um so where how do you get Maria? Because this was one I never got. So you um, you have to call her while the radio station is playing music. Oh, yeah. Because there's a thing that's like uh, one of the flyers or something that's like, if you want advice, like call this number uh, or, you know, like listen to the, you know, listen to the frequency and then like, um, you know, listen to our this frequency for the radio station and then, you know, call when we're on the air. So you have to be, I guess, at one of the phones on the island at the right time and, like, call her during that time. And then that unlocks, a, like, getting to chat with her occasionally on the walkie. And she'll tell you info about, uh, like, Olivia and Charlie and Violet uh, as well. She's not completely useless. Yeah, and all of, all the characters will, if you... Well, maybe not all. I don't think Shelly does. But if you ask, like, Nick about specific locations, he'll give you some insight onto, like just like the area that you're in yeah. um and and um maria will do the same but yeah so you basically have to listen to the radio station um until she says okay we're we're gonna play a song now's the time to call in if you want advice and then she'll talk to you while she's not actively on the air mm -hmm. with the radio station um yeah so that's all of all of them i mean that's basically 
most of the achievements, apart from, like, uh, all the collectibles. Yeah, I did do all the collectibles because mm-hmm. I was I only had like two I was missing by the end. Yeah, so I just same. looked up where they were and and went and did them. Yep. And, and those that's... are um Maggie Adler's letters to various people that she yep. like knew during her time dealing with all this weird shit. Yeah. Um, and after the fact. Yeah. I missed and... so many collectibles because <laughs> I like I like knew there's probably a collectible here, but I didn't go out of my way unless I actually saw them. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. And they're like they're easy to miss, but if you're if you're being pretty thorough, you can probably find most of them. They're they're marked by like a little sparkle that occurs uh, in the landscape, and so if you go investigate the sparkle, um, yeah, you you won't miss it if you're like walking by it. Yeah. Um, but if you happen to not walk across that specific part of terrain, yeah, they're usually... mostly in optional areas of terrain. Yeah, yeah, and usually they're the only thing in that optional area of terrain too. Yeah. So if you're not hunting for the letters um, and you don't care about the letters, then you probably won't find them. But yeah. if you happen to walk by, deal. Them. they're like you don't get like much of it. Like it's kind of interesting to like have a little backstory on Maggie, mm-hmm. and uh, if you get all of them, you find like her last letter specifically to Jacob. Um, and that's kind of like sweet. Um, yeah, I but think I th- you don't miss a lot for not doing it. Yeah, I think the like the most insightful ones, and I don't remember which, because there's like three or four people that she has been corresponding with, and one of them specifically was um, a member of Parentage, the the cult. So yeah. you do get a little more insight um, through that, but that's the yeah. only one that really felt like specifically relevant. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think one of them is, like, her talking about, like, the decisions she's made in life and, like, mm-hmm. not having kids and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a little bit more about Maggie Adler if you were curious about her after the last game. But definitely, like, not a thing to feel bad if you missed. hmm Yeah, and that's one thing that I wished I played the first game again. hmm Because I don't remember anything about Maggie. Yeah. And she's not like, they don't go into super depth on her in the first game. Um, but you do know that, like, she was the radio operator on duty when the Kanaloa was sunk. Um, and so, like, she knows that it wasn't an enemy, like, that this was a friendly fire incident. But she's one of the only people who does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she's had to sort of live with that knowledge. Yeah. And become the local crazy lady. Yep. But also the only one who knows what's going on with the ghosts and how to fix it. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. As your local crazy lady generally does. Oh, sorry. I did just... I read further in this achievement guide. Um, yeah, Jacob will not enter the portal if you're friends with him. Oh, he will only enter the portal if you're rude to him. And he'll volunteer to do it. Oh, interesting. Okay. So so you do have the option to talk to him about it and, like, choose his name when you're friends with him. But I assume he probably, like, refuses or you just have a conversation with him about it or something. I suppose, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to risk it because I didn't want to make him go through if, uh, if it wasn't just a conversation. Yeah, same. <laughs> I did not have the option. <gasps> Carl, yeah, you should have brought him with you. <laughs> you I should have. 
I mean, I'm not sure I he would have been able to enter. Yeah, you might have been too too friendly. I, yeah, I wasn't like explicitly rude to him. I was yeah. like trying to Detached. get him to shut up. Yeah, trying to end the conversations. <laughs> yeah. And By the way, again, I'm looking at the Steam achievements, and I, I'm so curious. What is 3 a.m. food friends? Oh, that's the one. That's the one where you. Um, that's the officially making. With... Yeah, that's officially making friends with Jacob. So maybe you didn't make friends with Jacob. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a specific rudeness threshold that you have to pass, or if you just have to not be friends with him. Yeah, that that comes from a like a conversation where he's like, maybe this is a weird question, but like. We should hang out after all this is done. Like, yeah, we could like, be, like, not... <laughs> like, yeah. maybe we're not, like, super close friends, but we're, like... And then it gives you an option, and one of the options is 3 a.m. food friends. Like, we'll, we'll, like, I'll call you up in the middle of the night, and we'll go get burritos at 3 in the morning. Like, that's the kind of friendship we have. Um, and, and that's how you get that achievement, and that's, like, specifically... I guess solidifies your relationship with Jacob is Yeah, I assume that it doesn't matter what you name the friendship. Like that that sequence is the like making friends with Jacob sequence, but um yeah. I don't uh, know, the achievement the achievement guide says you have to pick that option specifically. So Really? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, I got the one of the rarest achievements at least. Which one was that? Do not pet the dog. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's I there's separate the... achievements for petting the dog and not petting the dog. Yep. Um, I pet the dog because I knew I wasn't going to do a second playthrough, and if I'm only going to do one or the other, I'm petting the dog, goddammit. Yeah. I was sort of surprised that this one didn't open it up for um multiple playthroughs, but... Yeah, yeah, what are you gonna and do? Also, it didn't do any of the Steam Friends shenanigans. Oh yeah, yeah that the first one did. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. I, yeah, I waited until you guys had started playing it just to be sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It it just seemed like a a weird choice because the like the time loop element and the multiple playthroughs like felt really integral to the experience of the first first game. Yeah, um, and there's definitely a lot that you could try and do differently if you played mm -hmm. it again. It's not like there's no replay value, but it's not like the the narrative doesn't explicitly. But I mean, I think they wanted to have a happy ending because they caught so much flack for the ending in the previous one. Yeah, that's a happy true. ending. Uh, it's a happier ending than like being stuck in an internal hell hell loop. I mean with a bunch of evil ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just send someone else in to be stuck in an eternal hell loop. It's true. It's true. Um, the... Something I was going to say, though, about... Uh... Oh, the, the stuff with the Steam friends. Um, I like... I it's yeah it's a little sad that they didn't revisit that but also I'm not really sure what it provided thematically in the first game like yeah, it was it was weird and creepy but like why though <laughs> so I I understand why they didn't revisit it I kind of yeah. liked the thing they did in the first game but as you said it didn't add much yeah yeah 
It was just a it was just a thing to kind of throw you off balance a little bit. It felt like. I mean, it works. Yeah, it works. Yeah, but, but it was like... it was cool to see like other people giving advices to you. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know that it is advice because you haven't got that far into the, the game. Yeah. It's a really great way of like, I don't know, just check offing something for the future. Yeah. Um, because yeah, they always give you a specific piece of advice, and you're like, I don't know what this is pertaining to, and then it comes up, and you're like, Oh, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. And it it does. Um, I mean, I guess narratively, like it does work towards the idea of like other people are also, you know, like the time loop is not just you. Um, now in this moment, it's also other versions of you, kind yeah. of concurrently. Yeah. I guess yeah, that that kind of works. Maybe that's a stretch, but like, no, no, you that's know, fair. I think. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it didn't. It didn't feel like there was a place where it would have fit organically in what they did for this game. Yeah. So I'm fine that they didn't. Even though it yeah. was a cool gimmick. A lot fewer meaningful choices in this game. It yeah. Felt like. Yeah, it's hard to tell because it's always difficult to tell which choices are meaningful. I felt like there were fewer choices, but they had more effect on stuff than I felt like a lot of the choices in the previous game did. Cause, uh, I think I a lot of it has to do with there's no, like, in the first game, there's four different characters, and that's a large part of the game of trying to manage them, and who do you spend time with, who are you happy with. Mm-hmm. Sure, but it felt like in the last game, like the only like there weren't that many different outcomes based on those choices you made. It was all just stuff that showed up in a pop up at the end, right? Like it didn't actually affect the story in any way. Whereas like this one felt like the stuff you did did have some like actual in game resolutions where you the dialogue changed or you had different people with you at different times and um, that mattered in an interesting way. Um, so I don't know. I've, the choices felt a little bit more integrated, rather than just all tacked down at the end. But also, yeah. it's been a while since I played the first game, so maybe I just don't remember Same. them as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think ultimately, this one is maybe not as strong as the first one, but I still liked it more than After Party, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed it a lot, and it's still got, you know, it's still, like, moody as heck and beautiful, and, like, the soundscape is really cool and eerie, and, like... And the creepy bits are, like, genuinely creepy. Yeah. Even, even like, with prior knowledge, um, which, you know, kind of, kind of dulled some of the experience in in some aspects it the the vibe was still very strongly creepy yeah. when they wanted to lean into it yeah no they they're still they're still their vibes are still immaculate as they say yes um not 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 in a chill way but in a in a like eerie horror way um but yeah i i had a good time with it uh as 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 we've all said like i think it suffers from not having the novelty of the first game, but that's that doesn't make it bad. It just makes it like like the last one was amazing, and this one is still very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, if you haven't played Oxen Free, you should play Oxen Free, and if you liked Oxen Free, you should play Oxen Free too. Yeah, yeah. is basically what it comes down to. Yep, definitely. 
Um, maybe, maybe part of it is that, like, I was hoping for some resolution with the sunken, but nope. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like, as, as Huck pointed out when I discussed this game with him, the thing about the sunken is that they are trapped in an infinite time loop and they have theoretically infinite time to plan their escape. So sooner or later, they're going to get out unless something is done about them. Yeah. Um, so as, as long as there is a non-absolute 0% chance that leave is possible, as the game puts it, mm -hmm. um, then they will get out eventually. So, you know, we'll yeah. see. Maybe there will be a sequel game where we actually once and for all defeat the sunken. Or help. Help! Put them to rest! Something! Yeah. God damn! Yeah, that's that's what I, like... Especially when we were getting into, like, weirdo cult shit. I thought that that was what was, like, mm -hmm. the... Maybe not the goal, but perhaps, like, an unintended side effect of Planet Shine was, like... we It did something to, like, help them or fix their situation or, you know, something. Um, yeah. We need to get them to a better place, uh either the real world or a better place in their time loop or we need to like end their suffering because they yeah. are suffering yeah and it's not fair because they didn't do anything wrong they exactly. were just in the wrong place at the wrong time yeah and and now they're stuck in the wrong place at the wrong time forever yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is not great which is yeah which is shitty for them <clears throat> so you, you for for the devs of the game if you're listening to this, if you make a third one, like, let us resolve their plotline, please. Like, let us end their suffering. Yeah. Let us the open other. the portal, tease them a bit, and then close it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll just let them get a hand out before you snap it shut. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it was nice that Alex and her friends got out. Again, I'm not sure how they got out and the sunken didn't, but... Maybe something to do with them being trapped for less long. I don't know. It could also be that, like, they, they do have bodies still. Yeah, that's that fair. That seems to be, like, a big part of it, is that the Sunken don't really have bodies anymore. Um, yeah. Because I think, like, what was the... Did they, like, get vaporized or something by the experimental tech? I don't I don't know that it's ever explicitly well, said. Well, I mean, they, they sunk to the bottom of the ocean, so their, their bodies, if nothing else... Their bodies like, are definitely dead. Yeah. Are drowned, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that maybe is a, the big, the big difference is that they they don't have a, a physical form to return yeah, to. They, they weren't alive anymore, whereas like Alex and her friends were alive when they got trapped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll go with that. That's a fine enough headcanon. Yeah, that's fair. It makes enough sense. As also, anything, you should you shouldn't try to explain these kinds of things too much. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not not it's, really. It will never purpose. make sense. Not really the purpose of the narrative, <laughs> which is fine. Some games are about that kind of thing, and some are not, and that's fine. Yeah, or some narratives, I should say, because it's not limited to just games for sure. Um, yeah, I, I felt like the game really wanted me to um save Riley because she was gonna have a kid. And they are like, but isn't that, like, important and a reason to, like, you know, you're not just ending her life, you're theoretically ending the life of, like, her unborn child. And that that kind of made me want to 
like keep Riley in the portal because I'm like, <laughs> no, fuck you. I don't know this kid. This kid isn't even born yet. Like he's he's not a child. He's a like theoretical life that might or might not have happened depending on timelines. Like I can do what I want. I mean, I guess, but you you do you do get to know the child. <laughs> Like, yeah. That 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 does just happen, and that does make it a little more real than like, oh yeah, like there's a kid that could be born or could not, regardless of whether I go into the portal. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. also this weird case where you know that she and her child will fall out, and yeah, yeah, that's a Alex tells you like, hey, you know, I've been like, watching your timeline, because I can do that with my spooky ghost powers, and, like, there is no timeline in which you and your son are not estranged eventually. And she's like, you have some good times over the years, like, as as you're growing up. It's not all 100% bad, but, like, your personalities are irreconcilable, and eventually, like, this will go bad, and it will end. Sorry. So, like, you know that that's not going to work out, but I think that's not a good reason. Because, like... Yeah, yeah, that, that's not a reason at all. Because no. that yeah. essentially means that you're fine with killing someone because they don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's like I said, I, like, the main thing was like, that last conversation where you're like, well, this isn't going to work out, but I'm still going to keep trying. Like, I felt like, like I said, like, I had made a promise that I, like, didn't feel comfortable backing out on. Yeah, like, if you had learned that his life was nothing but miserable all the time... Mm -hmm. like then that'd be one thing but like you do learn that like you know even if he's not like even if he's estranged from you he does grow up into being like a fairly self-sufficient person who's not leading the worst life like he's okay with who he is yeah um he's not thrilled with you personally but you know he's not like suicidal or anything yeah and he's not like you know burning down buildings for fun or yeah, that we know. Of, yeah. That we know of. Yeah. yeah, we don't we don't know of any atrocities that the child has committed. Yeah. Um But yeah, no, like just the, you know, the but think of the unborn children vibe yeah. like made me kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. From a from a pro choice standpoint. But there, uh, is, there is this weird inconsistency where like you get told everywhere that she's basically a bad mother. Mm-hmm. But you are the player and you control her. And mm-hmm. you, the options are like, when I play her, she's like the super nicest person ever made. Yeah, she's like pretty decent at dealing with, with him and having empathy in, in my cutscenes. Yeah. Um... That's just knows? what happens. That's just what happens when you let people make choices. Like yeah, that's kind yeah. of unavoidable. It, seems, it also seems like both of them have anger issues, right? Mm-hmm. It's implied, and so like it's easy enough to imagine that that over time could have led to led to like a rift between them. In you know, and they they could have had some major blow ups that we didn't see. Um. But yeah, no, I don't think I was that bad a parent in those cutscenes. But what are yeah. you gonna do? Uh, yeah, so that is Oxen Free Two, and our our general thoughts on it. Um, I enjoyed it. I, you know, like I said, like we said, not as good as the first one, but I had a good time with it. I'm glad we played it. 
Yeah, I mean, based on this, I I will play the next game that Night School makes. Yeah, and there's there are definitely like sequels that you play that like retroactively ruin the previous yes. work, and this was not that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it is uh like slightly less like amazingly excellent than the first one, which is like still better than a lot of other things. Yeah, the 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 bar was very high and it only slightly failed to clear it yeah just nipped the edge of it yeah um all right uh so in that case um carl do you want to talk about the game we're doing next yes the next game we're going to be playing is planet of lana which is made by wishfully and published by thunderful publishing and it describes itself as a cinematic puzzle adventure. Okay. Which I don't know. Say it, that does not say much. I feel like what's the last cinematic puzzle adventure we played? Is I it, mean, it's Minute of Islands. It's sort of like just looking at the screenshots. It's sort of giving me the vibes like of a, um, like an inside or maybe a gris of like it's you know you're doing like side scrolly platforming and there's cool environments um is is i'm literally just looking at screenshots and making yeah. an opinion right now. yeah that's that's kind of all <laughs> any of us have seen of it it's like maybe a trailer and some screenshots so we have no idea what this game is about but it looks cool it yeah. looks like you have a little like uh cat shadow cat monster companion thing yeah you um, you've got a little blorbo yeah um, i'm expecting Based on the the art and the premise, I'm expecting somewhere between um, Minute of Islands, uh, Haven, and um, uh, what's the one where you're the like girl on a scooter in the desert? Um, oh, Sable. Sable, yeah. I hope it's more like Sable than it is like Minute of Islands. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, yeah, I like Minute of Islands. I I liked it visually. I was just like incredibly frustrated with the character. It's such a sad game. It, it really was just, is. Yeah, it was sadness. It was pretty oppressive. Yeah, um, like, it was it was pretty miserable. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting unravel vibes from Planet Alana, and I don't know why. Oh, interesting. Okay, well we'll find out uh which, if any of those, is a relevant point of comparison uh when we actually play it. Visually, yeah. actually, it reminds me a little bit of um, Stonefly. So, uh, yeah, I do see... see a robot. I see a robot in here. Yep. Um, we'll figure it out. Lots of lots of options. Cool. And we will we will hopefully get to this in two weeks because if we don't get to it in two weeks, then it's going to be at least four or five weeks because yeah. uh, if um, we're traveling. Yeah, Kelso and I, as mentioned, will be gone for uh, much of September, so we may. We'll probably miss at least one podcast in there. Um, so hopefully we get this one out in time before we leave. Yeah. Yeah. All right. we're not, I Let's... should be clear, we're not on vacation together. We are just both coincidentally on different vacations. Yeah. Which is funny. I don't know. I feel like September is like not the vacation time, and yet here we are. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're doing it because it's specifically because it's not the vacation time, because it's the time like after all the tourists have left for the summer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, kind of same here as well. Um, I'm I'm going to visit my grandmother in Prague. 
Oh, I'm I'm going to I'm actually going to France um for the oh, family cool. family thing. So going to Bordeaux and doing wine stuff. I'm not a wine person, but it was so we, the, will, we will actually the be like somewhat similar places. It's funny too because at the same time, this is like random and unrelated to anything. But um, the last time I got my hair cut, my stylist was telling me about how she's getting married, and she is also going to be on her honeymoon during that same like two like two week span, and she's going to be in Greece, I think. So <laughs> just funny that you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll all all of us will be closer to the Carl zone. It's true. Than, than yeah. we usually are. Yep. <laughs> um plugs, I guess. Hello. Yeah. Um I You made a link tree. I oh, you know what? I f- I forgot to post the link tree anywhere or even to complete the link tree, but I will I'll put that up there. It's just like a link to I think let me let me find it. Yeah, Kelso made a I, link tree because uh, Twitter, which I refuse to call any other name, it's called uh, X. No, it's not. It's called Twitter. The yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So Twitter is basically defunct at this point. So uh, we are looking for other ways to share our links with you. So we're making a link tree so you yeah. can find us. And it is um, Linktree slash Feedback Force Podcast. There is a link to the Discord to um spotify and a soundcloud and the i mean i put the twitter link there um yeah. just, just you're not gonna find us there but you can go and see stuff that we've archived i guess yeah i mean i'll still i'll still tweet i'll still tweet that we've done a new episode um i'll keep you doing that ex- at least you, you will sheet i believe it's pronounced <laughs> sorry <Ugh>. yeah <laughs> who not, fucking but... knows anymore um <laughs> yeah um I'll I'll keep doing that just because it is part of my like upload an episode routine, um for as long as as long as I have the capacity to do so I yeah. suppose it it doesn't I mean I don't think it hurts probably yeah. um but yeah uh, I'll say it again Linktree which is linktr.ee slash feedback force podcast all one word and you can get to the Discord from there you can get to our Spotify um or you can get to the SoundCloud uh. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's the thing. Um if you're really really interested in Twitter, like if you're a diehard um the at feedback force podcast, um I am at Kelso Time Bomb, I guess still. Uh <laughs> so we'll we'll just keep going around on this carousel yeah. for as long as it's still spinning, I suppose. Yeah, I'm not even going to share my Twitter handle anymore. Uh, if you want to find me, come chat on the Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you want to see pictures of my gecko, I am uh, at Kyla Gorman Fury on Instagram. Uh, or if you want to experience things that I've worked on, uh, you can play Wintermore Tactics Club, available on consoles and PC. Yeah. yeah. And I'm Carl. And he's Carl. Um, you, I guess you can also talk to him via the Discord if you get through there on the link tree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no guarantees that he'll answer, but you can like relentlessly at him. Um, on... Don't don't do that. But you could. But don't. You you could. Um, and I guess uh, extra extra shout out to um, Astronaut the Best releasing on August fifteenth. Yeah. Tuesday this coming Tuesday. Um, we'll be playing it in the future for sure. Um, maybe hopefully talking to Mike about it. If we can get him get him around, um, yeah, play it, 
especially if you played and liked Winter More Tactics Club. Yeah, although I will say this is a very different. This vibe. is a very different vibe. Yes, um, but... it is because uh, so this is if you look at like Wintermore Tactics Club and Astronaut the Best, and then you like do a Venn diagram, the overlap is Mike's sense of humor. Yeah, uh, because like he and I did Wintermore together, and then he worked with another of our uh, graduate school buds, uh, <clears throat> David Mershon, to do Astronaut the Best, and David Mershon has a wild sense of humor like he's he's a very oddball sort of guy um and yeah together they made something very strange and very funny and i recommend it yeah i mean even look even if you're like hoping that it'll be the same thing and you're disappointed that it won't be uh anyway like you're supporting people who make cool things support support indie games yeah yeah Support indie games and especially support the indie games that we like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'll say it one more time: Linktree slash Feedback Force Podcast. That's the show. Thank yep, you for and listening. We'll see you in uh, hopefully two weeks. Hopefully two weeks. We'll we'll do our damnedest. We picked a short game, so it should yeah. be fine. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you for listening and bye-bye. bye bye. Bye bye.